You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are talking about Lost still. Uh, as you probably know, you downloaded the episode that said they're talking about Lost. Um, and if that's not why you're here, then you're clearly lost. In which case, you can keep listening because we're talking about Lost. Uh, this week, we are talking about. Uh, Everyone's favourite 2007 film, action-adventure-thriller film with elements of political activism and dark satire starring Richard Gere, The Hunting Party, or uh, the sixth studio album by American rock band Linkin Park, the album produced by the band members Mike Shinoda and Brad Delson, The Hunting Party. Um, So, lots of good stuff to talk about here. Oh, and also the last episode, The Hunting Party, season two. Episode 11, uh, airing on the 18th of January, 2006. So, what a good... How long? 11 years ago. 12 years ago, by the time you're listening to this. Um, uh, Following Jack... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Covering day 51 and 52 of the island. We don't read this stuff of Lostpedia, just (laughs) verbatim. (laughs) Written by Liz Sarnoff and uh, my favourite, Christina M. Kim. I wonder what the M stands for. My guess is M, like Homer J. Simpson. Um, directed by Stephen Williams. When are we going to do the Simpsons rewatch? Um, oh, God. My- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 2468. Uh, we've got another lazy, lazy attempt by the Simpsons to stay relevant. Uh, two seconds of this was funny. Uh, did you watch any of this? Oh, I fell asleep. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Who misses Mr. Plough? Um <laughs> My name is Noah, and oh look, there's my favourite leaf. How could I forget? Not Manson. Fucking stole my quote. Uh, my <laughs> name is Ben, and you and me ain't done, Zeke. Uh, so much good Sawyer in this one. Um, ben, how Hi. are you doing? It's been a, a long, long week since we last recorded our last episode. Um, the hunting party. Yeah, um... Don't know if I might rather watch a Richard Gere film or listen to a Linkin Park album. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this episode, I have to admit. Um, I mean, there's a, a very iconic scene that probably will make our top five at the end of this season. Um, and I love that scene. Uh, I love the soy stuff. You said the line, which is maybe one of my favourite soy quotes of all time, just the way it's delivered. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm usually a Jack defender. I like Jack. I'm kind of, you know, I'm a Jack fan. Um, but... I'm bored with Jack in this episode. <laughs> like, his flashback's kind of lame, and I don't know. I'll be interested to see kind of where I sit at the end of this episode. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, super big on this episode, considering how much I liked last week. So, yeah, uh, and it's a bit of a sad thing considering what's next week. So, um, you know, <laughs> I'll be intrigued to kind of come out of this one thinking how I feel. I actually kind of... Uh, like this episode. I mean, it's not the best episode of Lost, but I was pleasantly surprised watching this. Um, you know, it's one of the funniest episodes we've had in a long time, which is kind of weird considering it's also quite serious. But um, yeah, the iconic moment you talked about, but there's lots of funny moments, I feel, uh, not just from Sawyer, but some, some of the other characters. Um, and the flashback, it's not the best of the Jack flashbacks, but... Uh, I do feel there's this kind of sense of this kind of calm before the storm, kind of moody atmosphere to it, which I think works quite well. Uh, But it really isn't the best of the Jack flashbacks. And I'm not a Jack fan at all, but I am a fan of his flashbacks. Um, And also kind of notable is 
what Kate did will be the last Kate episode of the season. This is episode 11, season two. This is the last Jack episode of the entire oh, really? season. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting how they did that with season two because the finale will be focusing on Desmond. Uh, but uh, next season, we'll get three Jack episodes and one of them will be Ooh. Jack on holiday. Uh, the, <laughs> iconic, the iconic episode. Uh, Everyone's favourite. I just... I had this random thought the other day, now that we're on the topic of Jack. I wasn't even watching Lost. I just, you know, when you just have like a random shiver come down your spine or something. I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh, God, Ben's probably going to defend Stranger in a Strange Land, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thought that came flying over my mind. This is the same person who's the like, weekend. there was a 20% chance that you were going to pronounce it the 23rd Passam. <laughs> I have so much faith in me on this show. People love me on the odd network. I'm the man of science. So I deal with the facts. I'm the man of dumb. I'm not the man of anything. <laughs> you're like, going to the day, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, you're just the man of blank stares and face palms. Um, so I, I, f- I feel like... I don't know if that's a laugh or a cry. It but, is um, a laugh. I'm trying. That was like the weirdest laugh I've ever done in my life. I was like, had <laughs> <laughs> to cry laugh. Uh, so that, that's going to be anticipation of uh, where Stranger in the Strange Land land for you. I'm sick that uh, way. I would not be defending it. Um, so, but yeah, it's a Jack flashback. Um, I, I kind of view this as the poor man's all the best cowboys have daddy issues. I don't know if you agree with that kind of. All right, it's the mid-season. We're off and we're getting away from the camp and we're off doing something and we're trekking and we're the the main people without arts or Nicky and Paolo and we're off doing things and stuff like that. I get that sense of they purposely kind of had the mid-season episodes that are supposed to like push things forward and be dramatic and fast-paced. Yeah, I can see it, but I don't know. Like, I, I find that, yeah, I, I guess I don't want to blow my load already, but like, I just, I don't know, I feel like, to me, like, this episode just has one great scene, and, like, even kind of the stuff leading up to this scene, and even the ending of this, like, dramatic tension moment, like, I don't know, I just have a real issue with kind of the way it's delivered, so, yeah, um, I don't know, you, I might sway my opinion around a lot with this, but um, I can see your point, though, I, I don't disagree with you. It's nowhere near as good as all the best Cowboys have daddy issues, either. um... I'm kind of disappointed they didn't call it all the best hot Italian women have daddy issues. So. <laughs> Missed opportunity there. Um, well, that's not that hot. She's not hot. Right? Like, seriously, Sarah's oh, hotter than she is. She's just... I'll tell you what, speaking of that, I'm on the Libby bandwagon this season. I'm mm-hmm. finding her. I sexy Mama Island Libby. Yeah. Um, I told you that from the get-go. Uh, I was like, am I weird that I find Libby attractive? So, you know... Uh, I don't think it's weird. Uh, Cynthia watches gets lost. Uh, Did you watch it? Was it any good? No, I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't at the top of my agenda. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, if it's any good, we need to like do a separate episode on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll cover it if it's good, and if it's bad, we'll cover it twice. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Italian women, let's get into flashback, and this time we're looking into uh, Jack's divorce. So we had his marriage. We had his meeting of Sarah and the death of Shannon's father. Um, now we have the divorce, which will lead into 
Jack going off the deep end and going to Thailand and getting tattoos. So if there's one major strike we can have against this episode is his divorce led Jack down a real bad path, at least for the viewers anyway. Um, but we see the return of uh, movies, John Terry, uh, James Bond's John Terry, uh, Christian Shepherd. We love him, right? Yeah. Um, he's always good value. And they're kind of whispering. They're at a meeting, looking at x-rays. And then we kind of pan and we meet Gabriella and Angelo. You know, I will defend this episode somewhat, but are these two just some of the most like lackluster, boring, like nothing characters in Lost? Like not even bad or good, just so like nothing. I'm not sure if you picked up on that, but they're just so like, Who are these people? The only memorable bit I have from this is the fact that the dad here, uh, Ronald Gutman, uh, has appeared in three episodes of Third Watch, and he's one of these famous sort of ones that he played one character in one season and came back about two seasons later and played a completely different character, and you're not meant to notice. Um, But, yeah, he was was a Frenchman in the first episode he was in in Third Watch, and he's he's Italian, so, you know, (laughs) will will the real Ronald uh, Gutman stand up, (laughs) Mr. Europe? Um, But um, he's actually Belgian, so he's not even from Italy or France. I mean, I guess I speak French in Belgium, but anyway. But um, not many Belgian characters going around, so I guess they get all the Italian. That's the only thing I noticed about this guy, just because I know him from Third Watch. But um, yeah, like I agree with you. They're just and like this is why kind of a lot of why I don't like this episode and the fact that kind of it's implied that Jack cheats. Um, with this girl, like, who is she? <laughs> like, she, I'm sorry, Monica Baladianu. Um, you know, I'm sure you're a very nice lady and you've got friends and shit, but like, no, like if Jack's going to cheat on someone, it doesn't even cheat really. He just kisses. Okay. It's cheating. Um, <laughs> but like, eh, you know, and apparently I'm just looking here to just tie in all our shows. She's in an episode of Nip Tuck where she plays attractive organ thief. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's where Ooh. she went straight after when she was still at the St. Sebastian's Hotel. We actually haven't stole. covered that episode yet, at least at the time of recording. Uh, it's only a few episodes away from what we're up to, so I'll have to pay attention to, to see Attractive Organ Thief uh, in Nip Tuck Season 4, Episode I like 4. I sound of that. But yeah, no, yeah, they're just meh. And I just, I'm sorry, she's just not, I don't find her attractive. She's just bland, you know? I mean, she's, she's... Right. She's not going to be a Bond girl, but... Um, <laughs> the peak of attractiveness. Bond girl. <laughs> well, she's Italian. I'm, I'm looking at theories for Gabriella. As her father, uh, she came to St. Sebastian's Hospital specifically for Jack, but she seems more interested in him f- than the surgery. <laughs> so someone reckons she came here just to bang Jack and not to save her father. Um... She pushes Jack to failure, and she causes difficulties in his marriage. Well, that's not really a theory, is it? That's fact. Kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what the episode's about. Uh, so, not much for Gabriella there. We never see her again, and I don't think it's ever implied that um, that like, they have a relationship or anything like that. Um, which, which I always... And re- I think, no, nothing. Well, I always remembered it as Jack cheats on Sarah. Which, okay, he kisses another woman. Like, I'm not saying that's not cheating. But, like... I feel like this is, like, the case study for Ben's failure of relationship <laughs> before when you're like... Hey, hey, what? hey. He doesn't even cheat. He I never, I never cheated physically. I'm not um, saying you are. I'm making a joke, though. <laughs> but, like, my thing is, it's like... 
Oh, we're jumping ahead here. I'll, I'll save it for when that scene comes. Like, okay, like, I'm just jumping way ahead to that end bit. But yeah, I, I've got some defence here for Jack. I mean, uh, yeah, if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it. Or I can oh, go through it. Yeah. No, go through it because it's, it's kind of... it's My point comes best from the last scene. So, yeah. But I, I do really think, even though this flashback isn't that interesting, that it does have this kind of underbelly kind of... You just have feeling of tension and awkwardness throughout the whole flashback, I feel, which works quite well. Uh, but her father uh, needs surgery and they've come all the way from Italy. I kind of like this kind of uh, character kind of storyline that Jack has a bit of a reputation because of what he did with Sarah. Like, I mean, he's not famous, but that people know of him and that surgery. I think that's kind of cool because it kind of props that kind of... Uh, putting Jack on a pedestal of he's the leader and he's a candidate to take over the island and um, he's the man who uh, is a man of science, but really people look at him as a a miracle man in a way. I kind of like that painting Jack in that light. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, I agree with that. I I like the fact that it's kind of, as you said, he's like, he's not famous, but she's like, oh, I read out all the men, I read medical journals. And I mean, you know, me and my vast medical knowledge. Um, I mean, these are things, medical journals, and obviously they get published like a successful surgery in, you know, Italy. He's going to make some form of journal that they'll read in the US, like vice versa. So, um, and I could imagine that in this situation, if, you know, like Emily and I are married and poor thing has like got some disease and like it can't be cured unless we go to China. I'm just using her as an example. No, I'm not really. And, like, she can die. I don't care. But, like, uh, no, I don't mean that. No, no, that's horrible. But, like, I'm just using you and, I don't know. I haven't said a word. <laughs> I don't You're know. Noah, yourself a hole here. Noah and Chris Dixon get together and they just, like, you know, got, like, a disease and it's fixing. You would be studying. Like, you would look around the world to where maybe they've had things. Because you're going to go out of your way. And if you've got money, of course, it's not going to be a factor. So, yeah, I like that believability. Of kind of that, I agree with you. And I mean, he's, you know, yeah, he's not famous. He's not on Oprah, like Doctor Shepard, the miracle worker. <laughs> I mean, he'll kind of become famous in a few years. But um, yeah, so they've come here for this surgery. They want Jack, poor Christian. They're like, we didn't come here for you. Uh, we came here for him. Will you at least try? You fix Sarah. We just want you to try. And you know Jack's thing. Sarah even points it out. She's completely right. His thing is he always needs to fix people. Um, so he's like, Boone! Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, he let him off the hook. Good old Boone. Uh, there's a, a reference to Boone in this uh, episode. but it's a reference it's to Boone, Boone in lots of episodes in the coming few weeks. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not the Boone, but it is a Boone. The word Boone is spoken in the episode. <laughs> So is Summerholder, uh, Ian. <laughs> uh, so he's going to try it. Um, cut later, he's working late, 4.30 on her. We have a, a bit of mild flirting between Gabriella and Jack. They've got no chemistry. I'm sorry. No, There's really no don't. chemistry between these two. I'm not buying this at all. Uh, it's been a month. Uh, Gabriella doesn't believe in miracles. She's our oh, Italian woman of science. Um, <laughs> and Jack isn't too sure he is does either. I, I kind of like they're continuing this man of science, man of faith thing. Cause Aren't Italians Jack- very religious, though? Like, <laughs> Well, that's a stereotype, if well, I ever heard It is, but, I mean, it's still kind of a valid one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, I know some Christian people. I'm not sure if they believe in miracles. Uh, although, I guess they're more Catholic, but same difference. Uh, probably going to get in trouble for some yeah. I don't really well, know No, Emily difference. and Christians are going to hate this Sue episode, me. but moving on. <laughs> I don't know the difference. I'm sorry. I wish I did. <laughs> between <laughs> Emily really and Christians or between miracles and religion? Christians and Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> I know one has a Pope. Oh, I always thought Emily had a Pope. Um... <laughs> I don't know what I'm uh, She doesn't about. believe in miracles. But I, I really like the Man of Science, Man of Faith stuff they're continuing with Jack because his entire storyline is he starts as a man of science and he's kind of tested along the way. And by the end of the show, he's really a man of faith, maybe more so than John Locke even ever was. Uh, so I like so we're seeing these kind of development along the way. Um, and then she reminds him about Sarah. So he's, oh, shit. <laughs> Turns back to the house. Um, Sarah's awake. Uh, maybe she's had her man over just before. Who knows? Yeah, she looks a bit worn um, out. I think this scene plays well. You really buy that their relationship at this point is just kind of stagnant. When he gets home, she's off. Oh, I'm going to the gym. And she leaves. I, I really do feel like you can feel the tension and it's played quite well. Because we've barely seen these two together. So they have to do a job of making us buy their divorce without us even really seeing much of them together in the first place and i think i think it works quite well um and she took a pregnancy test and it was negative um do you want to talk about it no (laughs) i mean i've never been in a serious long-term relationship but jack's just sucking here um but I don't know. I feel like you can really feel the awkwardness and buy it quite well in this relationship. Here. There's more chemistry in their fighting here than Jack has with the Italian woman. Can I ask a random question? Like, is there a purpose to Jack being married in his flashbacks? Like, can we just not have him save her and not get married? I don't know. It just kind of seems weird that Jack's married. And, I mean, really, to me, and again, I might just be dumb Ben here, does it serve any overlying factor into Jack at all that, oh, he was married and got divorced? Well, I think um, I think it's more just story because Jack's the lead character. He needs lots of flashbacks. But I think you can make some arguments that plays into the man of science, man of faith, miracle thing. Um, also kind of plays into the fact that Jack was lost when he arrived on the island, not just because of his father, but also uh, he had this failed marriage. Uh, so I think there's a lot of character traits. It could be taken out. Uh, but I think it does add to, ultimately, the character of Jack. Now, when she says, I thought I was pregnant, it was negative. Uh, <laughs> do you think that's Jack's or, you know, Mystery Man? Who Can I just say, uh, she's got a great article on <laughs> the theories on Sarah's lover theories. <laughs> like, well, we uh, see Sarah's lover. Well, I just love the fact here that it could be Ben Linus. Sawyer, Christian Shepherd, <laughs> Kevin, him. Brian, Jai Lee, Pickett. Uh, previously, Who's I'd... Kevin? I forget who Kevin was. Isn't Kevin Dick Kevin? Uh, oh, that's her ex-fiance. The, the, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, Shannon's ex-boyfriend, has a striking resemblance to Shannon's boyfriend in Australia, a oh. known con man. Jai Lee admits to having a relationship with an We unknown. saw her, her, her lover in the next Jack flashback. Oh, uh, I don't How know. It's Jai Lee. Yeah, it's just funny. There's theories. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're relieved that she's not pregnant. Jack's not going to be a daddy. 
Um, not until the afterlife, anyway. Um, later on, Jack's telling Gabriella to go home. <laughs> Her father can live a normal life for at least one more year. Um, but she said, you're giving us a chance, and that's all we want. And then we've got, you know, wise old Felix Slider giving Jack a, some word of warning. Um, and, you know, Jack gave them hope, but he failed. <laughs> Angelo dies. No! So sad. <laughs> Not Angelo. Uh, Jack's pissed off. He failed. Um, you know, I feel like Christian's quite a good guy in this episode. Normally, it's Dick Christian, but he's quite <laughs> he's quite reserved in this flashback. Um, so, Jack wants to go tell Gabriella, but Christian's already done it. But then Jack, where is she? Um, and goes out to tell her well she's already gone but he later leaving and she confronts him and they make out and no one's buying it and it's not hot and it's just random and nothing more romantic than the death of a father to lead to uh people with high (laughs) amounts of sexual chemistry together oh how sexy i I wasn't even like even thinking of this could be a thing up until... Oh, yeah, they're mildly flirting, but I never thought, oh, this is going to lead to them making out or anything. It's just it's just kind of random. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got an inkling that something was going to happen, and obviously that's why we've got the whole Christian, like, oh, you don't want to go down that path, I know. Um, you know, because your sister is also on the island talking about a baby. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just like, meh. And then it's kind of like the car, and it's like, oh... Like, Jack, will you get... Like, please, get with the Italian woman. She's so turned on you right now because her dad's dead who she flew over all this way to see if you'd be a miracle worker. Like, who is this woman? Like, I searched all the journals because I heard you were a miracle worker. Oh, well, you tried. Let's make out. (laughs) I think that theory about her chasing after him is probably true. Like, (laughs) she knew daddy was going to die. So, oh, I was like, fuck Jack Shepard. I uh, might as well get a doctor out of it. Like she's just a um, she's just a trophy hunter. Oh, I fetish for American doctor who's sexy. Oh, him. Oh, la la. Oh, I miss Italy though. Good food. Oh, <laughs> yum. I want pasta. I want garlic bread. Lasagna. Oh, I want a lasagna. Oh, I want a diet. I've Stop ever had in my life. Like, my favorite food. Winter. <laughs> Dick Noah. Carbonara. Oh, fuck you. Lasagna. Let's go to Queenstown. Stop recording this. Let's go to the, the uh, Empire Hotel to have um, the, that cabanara. Oh, yum. Uh, but they make out. Jack later returns home to Sarah. Um, tells her that uh, Jack's going to do some dishes. I guess he's feeling a bit guilty at this point. Good therapy. Um, <laughs> Which it is. And then Jack Gotta say, tells- dishes are good therapy. That's good point, Jack. I agree with you. No. Uh, I hate it. I'll do your dishes. Pain. All right, please. Um, <laughs> Sounds a bit kinky. I'll do your dishes, Noah. And then Jack tells Sarah that Gabriella kissed him. She kissed me. And I kissed her back. Um, but at least he's honest. Yeah. I'm going to get to this in a second. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jack wants to fix the relationship. Uh, they don't even talk anymore. I hate what's happening to us. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make changes. Jack's begging her. He's grabbing. He's getting onto his old rapey, grabbing on the Kate <laughs> thing going on here. And then Sarah, I'm leaving you. Uh, and then I was questioning, well, was it really her mum there or was it her boy toy? But I guess it was her mum because she said that she's helping her pack. 
Uh, she says she's been seeing someone. Jack's having a little cry. Uh, and you always need something to fix, Jack. Um, which I, I, I like that line because I think it really does maybe explain his relationship with Kate, like this accomplished doctor going after this criminal who he can see good in, that he wants to fix her and he wants to make her into a good person. He doesn't want to care about her past. He wants to move forward, uh, turn her into a better person. So I think that kind of works uh, and plays into, of course, the boon stuff and all that. Um, I, I like this scene. I like the breakup scene. I think they're both good acting here and you can really feel the tension and yeah i don't know there's just this weird kind of seedy vibe to this flashback that i think works and here's the best example of it but yeah sarah's out she's moved on uh jack's marriage is over his wedding ring is rattling around in his drawer back home now um his replacement wedding ring so yeah um gabriella gets kissed and sarah's banging another dude i mean i agree with you the jackting's pretty darn good um and Julie Bowen, I mean, he's a guy that she's doing the her husband in Modern Family. I mean, again, I don't watch Family. the show. Um, yeah, maybe that's a, who, a spin-off. Happens who, who is her? Uh, oh, Phil, I don't know. Phil Dunphy. Oh, is that um the famous dude? Hang on, I'm just quickly making sure I'm here. Phil Dunphy, yeah, played by uh, Ty Burrell. So yeah, she's going off to do Ty Burrell. Um, basically, so that's where she's going off to do. Um, it's all connected in the universe. Yeah, I like. I, I agree with like the tension and everything. It's well acted. I mean, this, again, between these two fighting and getting a divorce, there's more chemistry between these two. Um, but I just, I'm just bored with this flashback. Like, I get the point of it. I'm not saying it's pointless. Like, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying about how you know it works in so well with kind of these traits of Jack. And again, I like Jack, so I like kind of finding these things out about him. But I'm just bored of this flashback. Like, I don't give a shit about the Italian woman. Uh, I don't give a hoot. But it is kind of boring. Um, and, like, I just... I just, I think Jack, like, yeah, he's done the wrong thing. And Well, I mean, she kisses him. Okay, she's done the wrong thing. He's done the wrong thing by kissing her back. I'm not saying Jack's innocent. But at least Jack, like, goes home straight away and he's honest straight away. Like, that is how you play that in a relationship. If you're fucked up... And it's just a kiss. It's not like, you know, she's giving him a blowy or something like that. Like, it's just a kiss. He said, I can't well, do Well, did this. he go home straight away or did they go to her hotel and bang? Well, I mean, then he's a bastard. But, like, he says that they kiss. So that's all we see. But then, like, you know, he's at least coming forward and admitting there's a problem and we need to fix it. Like, clearly, he loves her. I always just remember this randomly that Jack was a dick, cheated on her, and she left him for, you know, valid reasons. But, no. Like, you know, and well, I... Well, I think she left him for valid reasons. Well, She's yeah. She's not I, in love with him anymore. But, but then when she says, you always need to fix things, Jack, well, fix the relationship. Like, let him fix that. And, like, she's like, oh, I've been seeing someone. Bye. Like... You but know. Sarah Shepard has seen quite a few people in the space of, like, three years. Because she had Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Then she had Jack, who she married, and who and she was going to marry Kevin. Now she has Jack that she's going to marry. Let's, let's be and honest. Then, and then she's moved on to this next mystery, Jai guy. Kevin's the love of her life, and Kevin was just a dick to her. So, like, she's trying to, like, have a few rebounds along the way. So, it's like, oh, yeah, Jack saved me, so I might as well get married to the guy. He's rich. He's got a cool-looking dad. Um... <laughs> He played Felix Leiter. Uh, then, like, you know, she's off getting some on the side. So she's just not over Kevin. Let's be honest. Kevin but, left her. So well, that know. is something... I don't know about not being over Kevin, but that's something I wish they kind of explore further is were they ever in love or was she really just marrying him because he fixed her? 
Yeah. And not like, not like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy because he picks me. Not like that she was thinking about that. That was her motivation. But when you really like analyze it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. They went to therapy or something. I, I wish that was something they explored more because that's an interesting concept. And, and maybe me. I think a lot of maybe sort of just the fact I find this boring. And like, you know, again, I don't dislike Sarah. I kind of, you know, from what we see of her, she's memorable enough that you like her. I mean, Julie Bowen's a great actor. So it's kind of like, you know, great. But yeah, I mean, maybe kind of that comes into it. It's like, it's just not explored as in-depth as maybe we want to. And it's kind of, I don't know, like, yeah, Jack's going to have a thousand and one episodes on the guy, and you know, because he's the star. But eh, I just, like, it's kind of the care factor's not really there enough. It's kind of like, I, sh- I feel like I should be more emotional that poor old Jack's getting a divorce, you know. But it's like, eh, well, you know, eh, sure. Um, so I don't know. I just, I'm bored in this flashback. I just, you know, eh. Well, that's it for Jack until season three, episode one, when he's going to be stalking Sarah at kindergarten and uh, punching up his dad and looking for the guy that she's with. So um, look forward to that, and followed by that, we'll get uh, some tattoos. <laughs> so it's real good stuff for Jack in season three. Um, but then we get Bearded Jack. I'm looking forward to that. So I like Bearded Jack. Uh, yeah, and, and Sarah's in that one, so she shows up in the present day as well. Um, Ty Burrell's busy. We have to go back. We have to get back. Um, speaking of going back, let's look back to the island, or I guess it's technically forward then. Um, and we start off uh, with Jack, who is waking up in the hatch, and <laughs> see the lock has been, poor old Gubby Joe has been a bit knocked <laughs> out. Um, Elderly abuse. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Michael, he shot a few people, so what? But do not abuse the elderly like that. Elder um, abuse, Australia says no. <laughs> uh, but Michael's got a gun, and he's really quite erratic and irrational here. Uh, you're going after my son. That is my right. That is a father's right. I'm going after Wolf. <laughs> um, and this is the last time we see Michael for eight episodes. <laughs> uh yeah, Michael, we've already said it before, but we're we're past the point of anything redeeming about Michael, really. Um, but one cool thing is we'll get to see a lot of this episode through flashbacks of Michael's perspective in the penultimate episode of season two. So that's kind of cool. Um, but Michael's off after Walt. And poor old Gummy Joe. This is like a sitcom plot or something going on. Jack and Locke trapped up in the... In the arm, uh, <laughs> together. Um, uh, oh no! I bolted shut the vent so no one could get in. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, uh, which is quite good thinking of Lock, as Jack kind of points out. Uh, and this is bad because no one's coming down here for the button because these two are on shift. I feel like bad scheduling to put these two on a shift together. I feel like they're not good co-workers. Um, I don't know who arranged those shifts. Shift supervisor. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's Locke, so maybe Locke wants to rekindle his relationship with Jack. Um, <laughs> uh, back outside, uh, Kate throwing a banana at Sawyer, wake him up. He has to go and get his bandage changed. Um, Mildly so boring. that's convenient. <laughs> uh, I feel like you could cut this scene and just have them coming into the hatch. Like, I don't know if we need this, but uh, Sawyer and Kate are coming into the hatch. Uh, Sawyer's opening up the armory for them. Kate's pushing the button. Uh, they find out what's happened. They decide they're going to go after Michael. Um, Sawyer's going to come with him. 
uh, I love this line. There's so many good soil. Whoever wrote this obviously loves doing soya stuff because there's so many good soya lines. You're still on your antibiotics. It's a good thing I'm traveling with my doctor then. <laughs> I think it's a great line. Um, so, Sawyer, Locke, uh, Jack, and Kate, for the time being, are going to go after Michael uh, and get him back. Um, so, <laughs> here we've got old Gummy Joe, Locke, and Kate, the master crackers, who are looking... Oh, does that look like Michael's boot print? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, like... <laughs> I love this show, but I hate it whenever they're tracking. It's so cringy. Um, and then Jack, Dick Jack, like Kate always inviting herself along, but now Jack's just not even letting her. Like, he's really not taking this Sawyer-Kate thing well at all because he's just denying her. Like, they kissed a few days ago, and now he's, uh, you're not coming, Kate. <laughs> I, I don't get it. She should just say, well, I am. Yeah, what's he going to do? He, oh, I guess he gets a bit rapey and grabs it, but that'll probably just make out. Like, I mean, you know, he's going to hit her. It's happened before. Oh, I hate the line where it's like, yeah, I know, you love her. It's like, yeah, it's so uh, snarky, Jack. <laughs> Jack is very snarky throughout the whole Bit of Betty. <laughs> I feel like they're doing a bad job of making the characters, uh, the people who are on their centric episode, Really unlikable, and we'll see that better than ever next week. But like normally, when it's their episode, that's like their time. To, oh yeah, Jin's not really a bad guy. Blah blah blah. But I feel like lately with like Jack and the Charlie, they're just on their centric episodes. They're just dicks, like uh, prissy Jack. Um, <laughs> prissy Jack. But the tre- trekking along, um, and the line I mentioned, you'd mentioned as well. <laughs> Lock asks if any of this looks familiar to Sawyer, and it's such a good line. Like I was cracking up. Oh yeah, there's my favorite leaf. I laugh. How could so I forget? Laugh so loud at that scene. It's just like, where's my favorite leaf? How could I forget? Oh, Sawyer is so funny. Uh-oh. Oh, it's so natural too. Just the way he yeah, plays it. It never like, feels forced. Like. Oh, it's so funny. I will say that actually, there is a scene in a couple of episodes' time which. Uh, is maybe the one time I've ever kind of felt like kind of some of the dialogue was always very scripted and forced. But uh, yeah, this bit is just, oh, I love it. Maybe my favourite Sawyer line up until this point. Are you talking about the speech? I'm talking about the rain. When it's like, oh, freckles, get inside, you'll get wet. And it's like, oh, no, I love the rain. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the speech. Oh, I the speech the... is, eh. I don't know how I feel about it, that. It's it's forced, but I love it though because it's just Sawyer and he's badass. Um, but they find out that Michael's not going back to where the Taylors came from. He's going towards them, um, and we're kind of thinking at this point, well, how does he know where to go? But we will see that in his flashback. The magic computer kind of tells him. Um, now this is a little subplot I love in this episode. Uh, this just makes me smile the whole way through the Sun and Jin subplot. I love this. Um, so it starts, and we can probably talk about all of this now. But it starts with uh, Sun giving Jin a hat because it's sunny outside. Jin's little hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jin's looking real cute in his little hat there. Um, the way he looks her, up at it. Just, it. He just kind of looks up at it. Just, just, I throw, that's the, our, our screenshot for this episode. I just love the way he just is like a, a half a second glimmer of him looking up the hat like, uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Jin's totally getting whipped here. Um, but 
they write these characters so well. Like they've got this love story triangle thing that's been going on for the past few episodes, but then these two have like two scenes, and it's just so much better and so much more interesting. Um, and Jin's thinking something's wrong, and Hurley is always just blabbers everything and tells them what's happening. Uh, so Jin's going to go after Michael in his little hat. Um, I love her. He's like, what does this cool hat do? Cool hat, dude. <laughs> and Jin's just like, oh. Um, but Sun doesn't let Jin go. Um, and she sa- he says, Michael's my friend. And great mic drop comeback moment from Sun. I'm your wife. Uh, so Jin's not allowed to go out and play. He's not allowed to go out to the bar or whatever else. But... Um, I mean, we joke, but I think this is a really good scene because the whole of season one has been about Sun and Jin, with Jin being the dominant one and Sun fit, wanting to leave him, but he's still in love with her. Then they got separated and they realized they're in love with each other. But this is a real development for both of these characters that Jin is coming to accept his wife on more of an equal level and she is beginning to stand up for herself. And I love badass son. I love when we get to the flash forwards and we got like badass businesswoman son with guns and stuff like that. I always think she's awesome when we get badass son. Um, and then I guess we can talk about later on at uh, the end of the episode. Um, Jin tells her that he doesn't like being told what to do. And again, come back, mic drop moment from Sun. Well, being told what to do was my life for four years. I didn't like that very much either. That's uh, Jin's version of nobody tells me what I can't do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Jin says, well, you're right. I don't suppose you did like that. So just this whole episode, what Kate did about Jack and Sawyer and Locke, uh, not Locke, Sawyer and Kate, and these two get two scenes in this episode and it already pushes their development in a huge step in a way that's believable and well-written. Uh, I think the Sun and Jin relationship is just so good. And one of my favorite parts of the episode, it's not memorable. It's not like I remembered these scenes at all coming into it, but it, it just works so well, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I don't really have much more to add, except I think that clearly when they were like, you know, re connecting with their sex a few you know last week or whenever it was <laughs> they're clearly uh son decided she wanted to be a dom in the relationship and it's kind of just like it, that's where the, the baton changed like honey i discovered this uh when you were away um but yeah no i agree it's kind of they're just subtle little scenes but yeah that, that plays out well with them i love jim's hat too yeah i love just daniel day kim and his little hat come on <laughs> I wish they made that a recurring thing. Like his son, his handcuff is gone, but now he has the hat. All there's the time. James Bond's hat from uh, was it Goldfinger or Thunderball or whatever it was. Like where's his hat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but back to the A team, the hunting party. They're going too fast for Sawyer. Um, they're talking about how Michael knows where he's going. Uh, and then I love Locke. We get a great badass kind of Locke in this episode. Well, not badass, but just really putting Jack in his place and. He asked Jack what the plan is. Uh, we're going to take Michael back. Well, what if he doesn't want to come back? <laughs> Which, again, Jack is such a dictator in this episode with Kate, and I'm bringing Michael back. And um, and then I love this. Like We get like the remix of, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> He's like, who are we to tell anyone what they can or can't do? Yeah. <laughs> It's like the fancy kind of la-di-da version of don't tell me what I can't but do. It's, it's kind of like my problem with this episode, though, is like you're saying about Jack being such a dictator. It's like, 
why does he need to go after Michael? It's not like Michael is going, I'm going to get a gun and kill everyone in the camp until you give me some ranch dressing or something like that. He's legitimately wanted to go after him. He's like, why should Jack stop him? Like, Locke's exactly right. Like, well, who are we to stop him? His son's being kidnapped. Like, are you just going to let him sit around the camp? And like, oh, well, didn't really want him anyway. So, like, <laughs> let him have him. Like, I mean, in all fairness, like, let's be honest. If this was Aaron, or Aaron, as we're going to get in the next episode, gets kidnapped, uh, and, you know, are you going to, like, go after everyone? To, like, of course you're going to go get the damn baby. We got that in Exodus. So, like, it's kind of like, why can't they let Michael go get it? I just don't understand why Jack has to be such a dick. And again, I like Jack. I'm a fan of Jack, but he just shits me in this episode. He's not episode. good in this episode. He just shits me. Like, there's no reason for him to be all Well, like- I would disagree with that. But- oh, well, what, give me your reason. Like, talk me around in this. Well, show. there's no reason for him to be a dick. I agree with that. But, I mean, he wants to fix things and... I would go after Michael. Well, maybe not me personally. I'm Hurley, but I would go after Michael um, because, you know, they don't want Michael to get killed and they want to help him. And yeah, maybe Locke has a point. Don't bring him back, but you still go and help him. And if he goes to the others, for all they know, he's going to lure them back to the main camp, which is going to be disastrous. Um, And as we later learn, that kind of does happen. He becomes a spy. Counter um, so of that. I think there's a lot of reasons to go after Michael, rather than just being like, oh, well, let's just... Well, the, the counter of that is... Well, the hat shift, that seems counterproductive. Jack but- should have maybe just logically then, instead of sitting around and going, oh, well, here's Michael back. Oh, sorry about Walt. Try to la-la-la, press the button. Um, like, shouldn't he have just been like, oh, Walt's got kidnapped. Well, let's get a bunch of us together. Like, later on in this episode, when we get, oh, let's form an army. Like, why aren't you doing this in the first place with Michael to get Walt back? Like, if Kate got kidnapped... You're going to be well, all off, scene you know? that kind of covers that. Oh, well, I'm just dumping. There is a scene where he says, we're going to do... Uh, I want you to know we're going to do whatever we can to get... I think it was in last episode. But he doesn't seem to do but, as much you know, as he would if this was another character, if you know what I mean. This is Kate. No, because they're all it? racists. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And plus, we also know that... Um, you know, sadly, Ma- Michael's been replaced as the token black in this episode, uh, this season now, by Mr. Echo. So, that's why the- yeah. Michael's got to go. So, Who, I <laughs> can't have more than one but... African-American in this episode, everybody. Sorry. See you, Michael. Well, Echo is not African-American. Just African. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love Michael, but Echo's a much better token black if we have to have a token black. Um, is there anybody else besides Echo and Michael and Walt? Um, Naomi's, t- I guess. Well, she's like knocker. What? <laughs> um, yeah, she's mixed, mixed race. Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's really Rose. many black women in. Oh, I don't see. I don't see Rose's skin color. She's just a person to me. <laughs> Clearly, I don't see skin color for women at all because. Um, <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, Echo, Michael, and then Rose completely. But who, like, anyway? Legitimately, no. is there another black male after those two? Um, <laughs> there's probably some. Not a main missing. one. There are black characters in the show, but not a main one. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I guess we've got our Asians and Arabs, so that'll do. Yeah. Um. So, uh, where are we at? Oh, one of my favourite scenes is when they're climbing the vines. I love this. Oh, Mr. Um, Clean. <laughs> and are, are you sure this is the right way? Here? Um, I don't know, Mr. Clean? I probably would have went around Mount Vesuvius. 
Which, oh, Sawyer is on point this episode. Um, you know, I don't know what drugs he's taken for his arm, but it's working. He's on fire. The, the best um, bit, though, is when he's like, why did you call me that? Oh, just because if you need a broom and this, you look like him. No, I'm why did you call yourself Sawyer? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Clean is perfect, though. That is one of the best ones, because if you look at Mr. Clean, it is so is Terry <laughs> Quinn. Um, yeah, and he said, why did you pick that name? We saw on the manifest... James Ford. Um, I'm not going to get into how they figure James Ford is Sawyer. Like, you know, there's no way they could know that unless he told them. But um, And we already got into the whole, like, one of them wasn't on the plane, uh, Ethan. But why weren't they thinking... Where's Sawyer? Like, <laughs> Sawyer <laughs> wasn't on the plane. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but let's just pretend that Sawyer told Hurley and then said, don't tell anyone about this, Hurley, or something, I don't know. Uh, but they hear some gunshots, uh, and they're running after Michael. Sawyer says he's heard uh, seven shots. And <laughs> this really, uh, you heard him, Daniel Boone. What's your count? Like, <laughs> Boone! Boone! Uh, Daniel Boone. That's like Daniel Faraday and Boone being shipped or something. Oh. Um, uh, and he's like, yeah, seven's about right. Uh, and then Jack asks Sawyer, Dick Jack, throughout the whole episode, you here for Michael or for Payback? And then Sawyer, you got your reasons, Doc. I got mine. Uh, Sawyer's so good. I just in love with Sawyer in this episode. Who sniffs the bullets? I've written here bullet holes. Is that Locke when he smells it? And then he's like, it's Michael's. Like, how do you know <laughs> that bullet's Michael's? <laughs> like... Yeah, uh, I didn't write that down, but I imagine the only one sniffing bullets is Locke <laughs> out of those three. This um, is made in Nigeria! <laughs> uh, but it's night time, and Locke has lost the trail, and Dig Jack again! Like, what's with making the centric characters just so unlikable in their episode? You're like, have you lost it, or you just don't want to find it, John? <laughs> uh, He's a man, not I a bull. Yeah. <laughs> I think Terry O'Quinn's acting and just the the... Just the whole scene is great when he's like, yeah, that's right, Jack. I've been running through the jungle towards gunfire because I don't care about Michael. Uh, it's so good. I love it. Um, I'm loving just all these Jack Sawyer lock scenes. I think they're really fun. Like, yeah, a lot of it is just them walking, but there's some great character stuff going on. Um, they're saying if we turn around, we'll never see Michael again. And then I love this. That's exactly right, Jack. Hmm. And... It's Mr. Friendly slash Tom. He's back since uh, the iconic... Was that our number one moment? Or I think it was yeah, number it two, was, was it? it was our number one moment. Yeah, number one moment out of six moments uh, from season one. Uh, we're going to have to take the boy. He's back. Mr. Friendly, the leader of the others. The also, only gay character in all of our loss. <laughs> well, I guess him and his boyfriend. So two. Of them, well, his I boyfriend's guess. not gay, just Mr. Friendly. <laughs> His boyfriend's just a bit curious. <laughs> and uh, I just really quickly say, I don't think we talked about this much in that one, and I know this is, you know, we've got plenty of time to see him again, but MC Gainey, who plays him, I mean, he's so typecast in everything he's in. He is the same character. But um, a random sort of... Yeah, he's, he's like a random movie that I kind of love from like the late 90s, uh, Breakdown, which is just one of these random ones that no one remembers. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Um, you know, it's, it's good. But um, yeah, he he plays like one of the henchmen in that film. And every time I watch it, like I just like, oh, it's Mr. Friendly. So, And I think I remember when I first saw Lost, I'm like, hey, it's a dude from Breakdown. 
But, I mean, again, like, this, it's not just those. I mean, he's legitimately the tough guy sort of henchman in everything he plays. So, he's um... He looks good for that age. Um, How has he not played Santa? Why isn't he in the Santa Claus? <laughs> he's got Santa's nose. Yeah. Uh, he's in Wild Hogs, I think, wasn't he, too? And, yeah, oh, God, he's just the same in everything he's in. But he's great. I love him. He's such a good actor. I think on his Wikipedia, he has a thing about being... Uh, he says, with a face like this, there aren't a lot of lawyers or priest roles coming my way. I've got a face that was meant for mugshot, and that's what I've been doing for the past 30 years. If I play a cop, it's always a racist cop or a trigger-happy cop, cop or a crooked cop. Um, by, by and large, I play cowboys, bikers, and convicts. Um, I reckon we could get him on the show. Yeah, I, I think... He's still He would be great. I think he's just... He's really charismatic and just, you know, I kind of wish we had more of him, but we get quite a bit. Um, so here, though, Tom and his fake beard. Um, so did you think at this point he was the leader of the others? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I think that's obviously the implication, isn't it? But, I mean, he's kind of the only really main one we've seen, isn't he? I mean, obviously, besides like Ethan and um, whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. I've forgotten it already. Um, Gibson. Uh, was it Gibson? Good no? one. Good one. Oh, I think there's a G in there somewhere. Um, but Gibson. The other, other. Um, but yeah, I think kind of, I definitely thought he was at this point. Um, but there's a great moment where he's like, uh, what did he say? That's exactly right, Jack. But if I was you, I'd listen to Mr. Locke. Uh, we have Sawyer pointing the gun and he gets shot with it. And then Tom wants Locke to build a fire. <laughs> Why did you build a fire? Uh, I think it's time we all had a talk. It's so good. We'll get to the meeting in a minute, but... Uh, I want the deleted scene where Locke's gathering six and, like, trying to get the fleet going. Build as a fire. What do you mean, build as a fire? Um, a great little scene uh, with Hurley and Charlie looking at records in the hatch. Um Introduction of Geronimo Jackson. Uh, we'll actually get Dick Jackson on the show in season five. Um, fictional band along with Apollo bars and stuff like that. I love it when Lost does that. Uh, and they're talking about girls. This is uh, Charlie and Hurley's time in the hatch having their little slumber party. Uh, this is the random Charlie moment of the episode, right? That we just have to shove in there somewhere. Like, oh, do you think players miss me? Yeah, I love it though because it's like, what's the story of that Libby chicken? Oh. She's kind of hot, you know, and I've been terrorised by the others. Um, but I love this uh, Hurley and Charlie's little slumber party. And then in walks uh, brooding Saeed, like emo Saeed. Uh, uh, this music is quite depressing. <laughs> I get it. Your lover died. Man, you're a bummer to be around right now, Saeed. What is the point of him in this episode? Because he's just like everyone's gone. Like, I, I think, I always think, like, oh, is he about to go after Annalise now because no one's there to stop him? But, like, it's just, like, he's just like, everyone's gone. Like, is he depressed that Shannon's dead and he didn't get invited on a little A-team mission? Like, well, I think it's just to have some of the more characters in it and also just to show that he's grieving rather than, oh, yeah, he's over it straight away. Um, but now, then we get, I like the scene, but then we get bad TV writing where, oh, yeah, it's uh, Locke, Sawyer, and Jack who went off. Oh, oh, and Kate too. Yeah. Like, ooh, like uh, it's it's so badly. Written. Like we I didn't know she's gone after him anyway. 
Yeah, and like we didn't know, and are we that dumb that you can't just say, oh, yeah, it was Jack, Locke, Sawyer, and Kate, and then we can be like, oh, yeah, rather than, oh, yeah, and Kate, too. <laughs> um, but then we have this meeting, which is so good. I think you remember it, I remember it, everyone remembers it from the first time it aired. It's really the first time outside of Ethan and Goodwin and the boat people that we really get a meeting between the survivors and the others. Um, and the return of Tom. Uh, I love this line. I'm not sure if you picked up it because we've talked about this on the show. If you go over to a man's house for the first time, you take off your shoes. <laughs> um, I'm like, we've had this conversation on the show. Yes, um, we have. <laughs> and and then uh, I'm not sure when he talks about since the dawn of uh, since the dawn of man, we've been blessed. I think that's what he said. Um, the man who said that, Alva Hanser, uh, the funder for the Dharma Initiative. So, so fun fact, if you didn't know that. Um, uh, they're, they're on their island, and then the classic line that's used in all the previously on-survive uh, lost <laughs> after that. This is not your island. This is our island. Well, the only reason you're living on it is because we let you live on it. Which it, is so good. It's kind of also used on previously on-survive when it comes to Troy's end. It's our island. It's my island. <laughs> Um, so, you know, at this point they're kind of trying to act as wild people and fool them out. Um, I mean, it's technically not their island. Lots of people have been on this island. Uh, um, so this is weird that they're so against this. They've not really kidnapped anyone from the main survivors. Um, but then Jack doesn't believe him. I think there's more survivors, that, or there's more of us than there are of you. I love how he mentions Ethan. Like, that's why he had to spend a spy. Ethan? Like, that's a good move, I think, from Jack. Uh, and then, that's an interesting theory. Uh, and then, the classic line, light him up! Light him up, 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 light him up. Oh, they play, start playing Fallout. So <laughs> just such an iconic scene with all the torches, and you're just like, oh, shit. Now, this a, is not looking good. Oh. There's a flashback of this, isn't there? I feel like we see the other side of this, do we not? Yeah, the Michael flashback. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Like, I can't see a situation where this, the meeting of the others, uh, this is our island, light them up, not making it into the um, top five of the season. It's really iconic. It's really well shot. It's intense. Uh, MC Ganey, Tom, is really good. Um but they say if, there's a line here, and if you cross this line, a misunderstanding to something else. There's so many good Tom lines in this episode. Leave, so they bring out. <laughs> oh, come along anyway when they weren't invited and get everyone into trouble. Kate, <laughs> I, I don't mind Kate. So it's just like she's ruined it for everyone. Uh, Kate is. Told, I'm not sure if you picked up on that, but I feel like a lot of people probably miss that. Let's bring her out, Alex. Uh, she's tied up. Uh, and they're going to shoot Kate. Yeah, uh, they're going to shoot Kate if they don't give up the guns and walk away. This is where they just need to start shooting the others and let Kate get shot. I mean, she <laughs> screwed him over. Um, and then, sorry, you and me ain't done, Zeke, which is <laughs> another great line. Um, so, And that's where we need Sawyer. Why haven't you told anyone you're a transgender? 
Because I didn't want to be known as anyone else but you. You are. You are to us. <laughs> and then Kate, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. <laughs> so poor Zeke, uh, Mr. Friendly. Um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of, I feel like I've glossed over it. It is a big portion of the episode, but it's so good. This meeting of them and the others, so iconic and well shot, and just kind of scary. Not in a like ah kind of way, but just like, oh shit, we can't mess with these guys. They they mean business. And yeah, Tom, who we I guess think is the leader at this point, which we find out is not true, but uh, it's just refreshing to finally have these guys meet but although i kind of wish we got to learn a bit more of the others at this point they don't really give us too much seeing as we're meeting them but it's still really good though just randomly before i talk about this scene i just noticed on the uh, imdb page where they've got the cast it has um uncredited madison as vincent the dog and then if you click on like the profile of madison Madison was born in November 1999 in Hawaii. She's an actress known for Lost and Lost Missing Pieces. It's a dog! <laughs> this is like a page on, on IMDb. Um, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's so great. I mean, you know, definitely top five. And kind of this is obviously the one scene that I really do like in this episode, of course. Um, and yeah, just, you know, Mr. Friendly, just this whole thing, the whole light him up section's great, and, you know, damsel in distress Kate, why not? But, um, it's kind of like how, like, 24 was sort of renowned for, like, having somebody sort of introduced at one point, you think they're the big bad, but then kind of you find out the big bad has a boss, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is the big bad, and then kind of by sort of the second third of the season, oh, no, the second big bad has a big, big bad boss. So kind of like, you know, there's like three, sort of a, a gradual step of who ultimately is the big, big boss of a season of 24. So I guess kind of this is like, oh, you think they're the, the leader and then we're going to find out, oh, no, it's this person, oh, no, but it's this person. Um, it's just obviously stretched out a little more than just over a season. But, yeah, so good. Um, you know, I think kind of like if this was done 10 years later uh, and this was like a, you know, a cable show, Kate's so dead in this scene, like as in just as a shock, like, you know, one, two, bang! It's like, oh, my God, I wasn't seeing that coming! So, you know... A lot of people probably listening to this probably wish that had happened. But, um, yeah, such a great scene. I was kind of shocked by it because I actually didn't think we would really see Mr. Friendly again. And not in this capacity where he's given a whole speech and stuff like that. I don't know why I didn't think. I just never thought, oh, they're going to bring back him as a big part of it or something. But uh, clearly he did. Um, And then we have them kind of failed without their guns Coming back home, the silent walk home where everyone's pissed off with walk each of other. Walk of shame. Uh, yeah, the walk of shame. Kate, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And she's getting the silent treatment from Jack. and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I didn't get it when uh, in TV shows where the, uh, when people say, like, I'm sorry, and they say, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, me too. Or, or when they're like, hello, and they say, like, hey, yourself, or something like that. <laughs> You don't it's get just, that? It's just, there are some lines in TV that are repeated across TV shows that people just don't say. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. Like, when someone says, like, I'm sorry in a show, and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry too, even though they have nothing to be sorry about. Maybe this isn't the best example of it, but it's just, <laughs> it happens a lot. Maybe it's a snug thing. You just don't have that a lot said down there. 
Well, I'm not going to touch it. But uh, they return to the beach, and I love Locke. See you, James. Yeah. It's he so always good. calls him James from this point on. Like, he never calls him anything yeah. else but James. It's really good. Um, quite funny. Uh, and then we have uh, Locke returning to Claire and Charlie watching on. Not even going to touch that. Um, and then we have Dick Vincent moment. Even Vincent hates Anna because uh, he's eating Anna Lucia's food. Um, we've got Jack coming up talking to Anna. Uh, and is it true that you killed Nava? Uh, I've heard from Saeed you're a cop. When, when are Jack and Saeed having this conversation? Like, he's going, this music is quite depressing. Like, Anna Lucia like, is a cop. Yeah, like, hello, Jack. Anna Lucia is a cop. Like, when did this happen? Um, but I was a cop. Um, and then, can I ask you something? How long do you think it would take to train an arm? Last. Um, now, I've got a few things to say on this. Uh, this is where I wanted them not to cut, and they have a really anticlimactic Anna, like, two months. Because <laughs> you know on TV shows where, like, clearly they don't want the other person to reply, but, like, in real life, she would have had to have said something to him. <laughs> yeah, in, um, in, in the course of this show, how long takes an army? Boom, lost, and then kind of they just stare at each other, and then Anna Lucia's just like, uh, what? Who are you? Like, what? <laughs> an army? What? <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't in the military. Uh, what? I what, can build what? an air force in three days, but I mean... I are don't you know high? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this was a good cliffhanger at the time, but I, I... I can vividly remember watching this when it first aired, but I thought going into this... This was like a big cliffhanger, and like, oh, the rest of the season, it's going to be about them training, and... And then they're going to go to battle with the others, and it's going to be this huge others versus survivors in this massive, like, gun battle and, like, survival guerrilla tactics, and this is going to be a huge thing in the finale or something. But this just goes nowhere. And it's not even, uh, not even after Anna dies. It's barely even in the rest of this season after this episode. Yeah, they mentioned the army later on, but. It's not like there's like huge training montages or anything <laughs> going forward. Like this is literally just a great kind of line cliffhanger to think, oh, it's going to be a big war, and then it's completely dropped. Like shame on them because this w- had potential, but this just does not go anywhere and does not hold up at all. I, I, I mean, I kind of thought you were going to defend this, and I, I hate this ending. I, I just think it's like, and it's not even a case of me not necessarily remembering that they don't this go anywhere. I just think it's like a cheap, a cheap attempt at a, um, a cliffhanger that to me is just not effective. I just, I just, and not in any way like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm just going like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. Like, you know, I'm just like, I don't care for it at all. And like, I just want to point out, I hate like Michelle Rodriguez acting with the dog. Hey, go away. <laughs> Like I just hate oh, I, the, I, don't, uh, I think she just she can't act with dogs. Um, stick to your tough girl routine, Michelle Rodriguez. But yeah, I I don't like this ending. I just really do not like this ending at all. Um, and yeah, it just it just I don't, it just gives me the shits. I don't know why. I don't know why I hate it so much. I like it, but I just annoyed that they never followed through with it ever. Um, so that's it. That's the hunting party. The meeting of the two camps. Um. Not really much trivia there worth going over. Uh, questions and answers, I don't think um, like, yeah, it raises new things for the others, but no major new que- question. 
Uh, you're cutting out there. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Um, pff, will the army get built? Um, does how long will it take to build an army? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing. Um, so let's get into our uh, rank, rank ratings. Rankings. Uh, you're gonna buy it. You're gonna rent it, or you're gonna bin it. Um. Shall mm. I go first, or do you want to go first? How about you go first? <laughs> well, I've been... Um, and I think I'm going to shock people. I think I'm going to buy the hunting party. Um, it, it's a low buy. It's bordering between a rent and a buy, and the answer towards a buy is uh, the, the meeting. Light them up! And that kind of thing. Otherwise, it would be a higher rent. But I don't know. Sawyer stuff is so good. And Sawyer is so funny. This is a humorous episode. MC Ganey as Mr. Friendly is so good. Um, The flashback is not great. It's kind of boring. But I I think this kind of good, weird kind of theme and like a sense of awkwardness. And as I said before, like a calm before the storm that works really well. Uh, and I think it's a good one for Jack's character, at least with the man of science, man of faith, and trying to fix people. And I love some stuff. Like I don't, didn't remember it, but I think it's just so good for their story arc and works so well in just scenes. Uh, and I love the Hurley chum with Saeed and Jackson. Uh, but yeah, the light them up stuff still show, and the cliffhanger I, I still point for. I like it, but they just kind of ruined it um so it's a low buy it's pretty much a high rent but light them up this is our island uh pushes it forward to a very low buy for me um so kind of surprising myself there but i think i know it's not one of the best episodes but there's just so much in it i was smiling throughout the whole episode i love all the sawyer lock jack stuff going on so uh yeah i I, i'm i guess i'm somewhat of a defender for the hunting party hmm okay well, on that, it's been a while for me, but, um, yeah, I'm going to bin it. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I just, ugh, I just, there's something about this episode I just don't like. And like I mentioned last week that I get to like, similar to what I guess you were saying about, uh, what Kate did, I think, where you kind of look at the clock, like, oh, surely this is nearly over. It's like, oh God, this still got like 20 minutes to go. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm bored through lots of it. I just, the flashback gives me the shits and like even just the Jack stuff. And I'm usually the big Jack fan here and just, I just don't like it. And yeah, I agree with you. It's got some fun elements to it. And obviously the scene is so iconic just with the, you know, the light em up section. But even that's just not one of these episodes that, that can just shove it up. I mean, you know, I, my only other bin I've ever done is Homecoming. Um, and more than likely next week will be another one. But yeah, I just. I just but surely the iconic scene pushes it forward to a no, low. because I mean, like, it's not it's, too late to change. No, I just can't. Like, it's just because there's too much other stuff in there. That just kind of like you know weighs it down for me. Um, and I mean, it's an iconic scene, sure, but I mean, will it make our final five iconic scenes in all six seasons of Lost? Probably not. <laughs> so I mean, that to me is what if it was one of those five scenes, it might push it up. But yeah, um, I can't. Sorry spinning it, second one, um, uh-huh. which, which is the first time uh, since, uh, let's see here, where was I just seeing this thing go, Hearts and Minds, that we've been on completely opposite ends of the spectrum, 
that one of us has bought it, one of us has binned it. So, um, Not this time, reverse. The other way around. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've been something on Lost, and uh, yeah, nearly a whole season. So, there you go. Yeah, well, speaking of binning, next week is Fire Plus Water. <laughs> Our shortest ever episode. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one for people to listen to, because I'm just going to spoil it right now. I'm binning this episode. Uh, total shit. Uh, um... If it's not the worst episode of Lost, it's in the bottom five, and it has what well, probably the worst scene of Lost of all time. Um, that's enough of a tease. This is not a good one. Yeah, look, I kind of remembered this one as sort of when I did the rewatch of it last year, thinking like, oh yeah, no, it's not too bad. But then, kind of just like <laughs> I was watching this, and I remember sort of, uh, sort of us going over a little bit on IMDb rankings and kind of some of the other ones that I've read about. This is often regarded as one of the worst episodes of all time. And, yeah, I'm watching this one, and I love Charlie, but, yeah, this episode's shit. <laughs> it took me, like, two hours to watch it, because I kept pausing <laughs> it and doing something else. I had to keep reversing it, because I kept looking at my phone, and then I'm like, oh, I missed that bit. Uh, I have to go back now. So, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, tell us your opinion on The Hunting Party. Who was right? Who was wrong? You can email us, Facebook us, Twitter us, Instagram us, all the good stuff. Um, we love hearing your opinions and reacting to them like two seasons later when you catch up to where we're <laughs> We're probably done with the rewatch at this point, but we'll do like a special we're back to answer your comments from four seasons ago episode or something. <laughs> um, but good stuff. Uh, they're going to build an army, which is never going to happen because Michael's going to kill Anna. Oh, whoops. Um, but Don't spoil in it, the no main, <laughs> um, In the meantime, uh, my name is Nora, and you and me ain't done, Ben. And my name is Ben, and you just threw a banana at me. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>